do you f- do you think that like Palestine's like overshadowing uh, Colombia? <coughs> like, do you think due to Colombia uh, Palestine being so big and everything that's g- going on social media, do you think that people f- are forgetting about Colombia and that? I'm gonna get angry. I'm gonna get so angry <laughs> so quickly. Um, fuck yeah, yeah. And I just want to make this very clear. Everyone watching this, if my friends watch this and I'm sending them the message, I'm sending you the message, yeah? Your silence is very telling. Your silence is very telling. The violence in Colombia has been going on longer than the violence in Palestine. The violence in Colombia has been going on since late 1800s. You know? it. uh, I understand. I do understand that there is violence going on between the Palestinians and the Israelis. And I understand that that needs to be addressed. But the Colombian people are dying at the hands of our government. They are dying. Again. We don't need to die anymore. We've (laughs) bled as a nation. (laughs) Again. Mm -hmm. And I can't... You know, the situation in Colombia is... it's It's not one protest. This is a situation that has been going on. We haven't had peace. We have not seen peace in the last 150 years. And I want to make that very clear to everyone. We have not seen peace in the last 150 years. And the saddest thing is, it's not because of another country. It's because of our own government. Mm -hmm. It's because of narco-traficantes, narco-traffickers. It's because of guerrilla warfare. (laughs) It's because of people taking Mm -hmm. advantage of a situation. And I mean, I... You know, Colombia, we need to think about two things here, right? So in recent days, I'll explain the beginning of the situation first for you, just so people understand what's been going on. So 15th of April, Ivan Duque, our president, he introduced a tax bill that was seen as a solidarity package to get Colombia back on its feet um, as a result of coronavirus, right? Mm. Um it was masked because basically it fucked over everyone in poverty. It fucked over the lower classes Mm. and it meant that the wealthy entrepreneurs and sectors like finance were exempt from paying certain taxes. Um, uh, The prices for basic goods, and you have to understand, in Colombia we have a very... um, our diet is very based on starches. We don't really eat that many vegetables. Like it's, it's like it's very like maize. Like we have arepas, stuff like that. It's meats, cheeses. The taxes on that on those products were going up, making them more expensive. Um, you know, it's just a bunch of different things, little things, but they were going to completely bring the lower it was going to make the poor poorer and the rich richer right Mm -hmm. but it was masked by this this bill was masked by meaning that people who had 1.3 million dollars in assets had a slight tax increase but that was the only provision that kind of taxed the rich if that makes sense So that kicked off. So that was presented to Congress on the 15th of April, right? Mm. And then on the 28th, it was passed. So then it was passed. And then on the 28th of April, protests emerged. 
and they were responded to peaceful protests. Can I just say, mm. like the Palestine, like the Free Palestine protest, not even as you know, packed. It, if I'm completely honest with you, protests emar- emerged across the cities there, um, and they were re- immediately responded to with unprecedented violence tear gas, water cannons, shooting people at point blank, uh, you know, uh, police brutality. People were arrested. That was the immediate response. And, like, I don't know how to describe it to you, but that basically, that was the last straw for the Colombian people. That was the last straw. But we really do need to think about, so that's the kind of, brief summary of what kicked off the protests but in order to explain why people why the protests carried on we need to think about two things the government the impact that the government have had on the people over the last 100 years 150 years and also the political history in terms of drug traffickers and Gedeja warfare groups. And then we also need to think about the impact of coronavirus. So we have a centre-right government in Colombia, uh, Ivan Duque, uh, our, our president. Colombia's political history has been extremely volatile for more than 150 years and then in it really became clear to the people that they weren't safe at the hands of the government in 1899 and we have this period called the war of a thousand days and this was a war that went on from 1899 to 1903 and it was because of conflicts between the conservatives and the liberals and they used the people as shields. And it's estimated that 80,000 to 130,000 Colombian civilians died. Um, and then we moved to 1948. I mean, a lot happens between then in terms of political, um, you know, uh, the situation was still very volatile. We had re- We really just didn't have a stable government for a very long time, but we moved to 1948 and the leader of the left-wing liberal party Gaitan was assassinated in broad daylight mm. and uh, this caused riots and it caused around 570 million dollars worth of damage um and this is the start of a period of around 20 years called la violencia the violence and it was an intense political feud, political, again, between the liberals and the conservatives. And this went on from 1946 to 1964. But Gaitan, when he was killed in 1948, that's when it really kicked off, like really kicked off. So, And then it was estimated again that another 200,000 people died. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of people, isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot of people. I mean, we are, it's not even 50 years since um, the War of a Thousand Days, where we're thinking 80 to 130,000 people died. And now we have another 200,000 people in these 20 years. And then we see this thing called the National Front Government. And it was a coalition between the conservatives and the liberals, right? 
And this happened in 1957. And there was an agreement for it to last for 16 years. Governmental posts were to be shared equally. It was ideal in theory, but it was obviously too good to be true. true, Yeah. Um, It didn't work. (laughs) Like, fuck, who would have guessed it didn't (laughs) work? Like, it did not work. And it became... Uh, by 1962, the economy, so uh, we're talking like 60 years ago, um, the economy was at a complete standstill. Um, our currency, the peso, began to devalue and we went through inflation. And then um, deflationary policies were put in place. But this caused these policies caused unemployment to go to above 10%. This just shows how coalition didn't work and the deals just didn't create a functioning country in any way. And then this is when it gets very difficult. And we see communist guerrilla groups begin to emerge in the 1960s. So they are political militant groups. Um, So we have the National Liberation Army, for example, and this was created by a group of Colombian students who'd studied in Cuba under Che Guevara uh, or under his influence. Um, So under communism, and we were kind of in between a fascist government at that point. So they were coming back in with the National um, Liberation Army and they were saying, no, this is the way to work. This communist ideology is the way to work. And then two years later, we have probably the most notorious guerrilla army in the world, FARC, which in English is Colombian Revolutionary Armed Forces. But this was all happening underground. So these militant groups, were they were working underground and Colombia was actually at a bit of peace for a while, I, I would say from 1962 um, to the 1970, we actually, you know, the economy started to move again. You know, we saw, it was, it, comparatively, we saw some very happy days. But then in 1970, we had a conservative result in the election, conservative president, and we saw the birth of M19, another militant group, communist militant group in response to the conservative election result, right? And they came about in 1973 and they were the definition of pricks. Like, (laughs) they were flashy, they were bold, they were arrogant. They conducted kidnappings of politicians' kids. They murdered politicians, you know. they The most audacious thing they did was to steal the sword of Simón Bolívar, who liberated... Gran Colombia, a collective of South American countries from the Spanish, from the Spanish um, um, conquistadores, conquestors, um, from 1813 to 1825. So he was really seen, Simón Bolívar was like this hero of Colombia. He liberated us from the Spanish influence, right? We became independent. And they stole his sword. And there's this legend that they gave it to Pablo Escobar, right? Yeah. 
And Wait, uh, so have you have you guys the guys found the sword yet? Yeah, no, no, we got the sword back. It's back. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and then, um, so although the National Front era had ended, so this this coalition government had ended now, we now had drug traffickers and guerrilla warfare, and they became our next source of un- unhappiness. And we had the Medellin cartel, and we had the Cali cartel, and we have Pablo Escobar and Los Pepes, and I don't even want to say their names. I just hate, I, you know, someone will talk to me about narcos and I'll just be like, shut the fuck up. No, but so you know what, like I, like I even have certain brothers, like, like I know my brother, I didn't spoke to him in time, but like he's Colombian himself. And he used to say like, obviously like Escobar and Demon, apparently Demon will help his brothers out yeah. like, in terms of like, like the people that yeah. helping the people yeah, yeah, yeah. so do you yeah. think like these some of these cartel guys were actually helping no um, <laughs> um okay so escobar was commonly known as like the robin hood of colombia mm. so the bandit of colombia but giving to the poor so stealing but giving to the poor mm. Um, he built a whole barrio which housed thousands of people. Okay. Yeah. But this money came from drug money. And it was also to improve his political image. Okay. Mm. You know, it was... I do appreciate the fact that he did help a lot of people in terms of he gave people a place to live. And people would see him on the streets and he'd hand out money like it was nothing. And, you know, like he, he gave... He gave to the people, right? But he gave to the people, but at the same time, these cartels, they were responsible for the deaths of 150,000 people at the same time. And this wasn't, they were shooting 150,000 people individually. This was collateral damage. So they'd want to kill one person, but in order to kill one person and not have to have assassination attempts and not have to, you know, get ri- be at risk of being arrested so they could work as far from the scene of the crime as possible, they would coordinate bombings. Ooh. So street bombings, car bombings, one in, like, I'm literally talking about bombings in bookstores, bombings on the road, bombings, like, just to kill one person. And they murdered anyone that they saw as a threat. And I don't know anyone in Colombia that hasn't been affected by Escobar in some way or the Cali cartel. You know, I I do appreciate the fact that he, uh, Pablo Escobar in Medellin, he really, he did help people out in terms of he gave them a place to live. But it w- in my view, that was a mask. <laughs> so, yeah. That is one of the key elements as to why protests have spiraled out of control in Colombia. The second, I would say, is coronavirus. Um, coronavirus in Colombia has, po- has caused 3.5 more million people to go into poverty. And, I mean, this bill was saying that it was helping those people who were impoverished. But in reality, it wasn't helping those people who were impoverished. It was taxing them higher and it was making life much more difficult. So then on April 28th, we're getting back to present day, April 28th, the protest started and immediately responded to 
with authorization of our president uh, by militarized police with unprecedented violence um, we're talking as i said shot point blank tear gas police brutality uh, water cannons assaulted by police you know and this is all on peaceful protesters and then essentially Duque realized that he'd messed up so three days later on the 2nd of may he withdrew the bill right but the response of the police that he'd authorized immediately um made the protest turn into something very different and it was no longer about the bill but it was about the oppression that colombian people suffered at the hands of the government and um, have been suffering for the last hundred years or so and the epicenter began in cali actually you know cali was um in a lot of danger um but then the protests really spread and became very violent in major cities in Colombia. So Medellin, Bogota, Tuluá, and Barranquilla. I mean, I saw a video of a guy, of Bar- a guy in Barranquilla being literally shot. And uh, someone's by a police officer. And uh, uh, um, uh, you hear this guy screaming, está matando en Barranquilla. He's dying in Barranquilla. The hands of the police, like... These protests have turned into being about discontent with the government and the inherent nature of what people see as incompetence of the government, but also police brutality and the restriction. You know, people are being, I mean, for people, it's you are put under intimidation by the police every single day. In Colombia, we have a notion that is called disappearing, right? And this is when the government disappear a person because well you know what i mean like they they either have allegations against um the police or the government that are damning and this really this was very popular in um in the 80s when the drug wars were going on but it's happened less so but so they the government basically remove or kill someone um, and there have been multiple allegations of sexual abuse by police officers against women who have been detained. And there was a woman and she was said, uh, she was reported by the police of com- as um, having committed suicide, yeah. right? But the allegation actually is after her, um, after, I don't know how you call it, after she was um, taken in for examination, her body was taken in for an e- examination, it seemed that she'd been raped. So, and the p- the police that reported her as having committed suicide were the same police um, constituency that detained her. So there is this theory that she was actually sexually abused. She was raped by one of the police officers and then she was disappeared after threatening to come out with this. Um, so you can see these protests aren't going anywhere you know these protests aren't going anywhere anywhere soon and uh, i think people are going to be protesting in colombia for a very very long time until the government finally realizes that they need to be held accountable for their actions and they need to be 
they need to apologize. They just need to say sorry for the fact that they responded with unnecessary force against peaceful protesters when it was their fault. And when they tried lying to the people by saying that this bill was to help the people when it really wasn't. You know, I think there's this whole nature of incompetence, but also corruption in the government, especially during the drug wars. And I, th I think it's interesting. I mean, police officers during the drug wars, militarized police officers who were being dispatched to fight against the cartels, so they were probably going to lose their lives, get paid $28 a week. Mm. Right? They got paid that. And you can you can understand to a degree why they accepted bribes from narcotraficantes, drug traffickers or cartel members, because they would do anything to put food on the table for their families. However, politicians would also accept bribes. And politicians <laughs> in Colombia are in a very different position to the police officers who are earning less than $30 a week in the 1980s, right? So people just want, you know, there to be some acknowledgement that the the government is fucking up. Mm. People need to be held accountable for their actions. And that this violence, this oppression of the people c cannot go on anymore. It can't. Because people are dying every single day. Four people died yesterday. And that's reported by the Colombian authorities. I don't know. Probably 20 people died yesterday in protests, yeah. right? I think the most amazing thing that I saw was a group of mothers and they formed they they formed a group and they and they wrote on their shields like um Colombian mothers no more right and they were saying no more to the government and they formed a shield and they were water cannoned um by um uh the military up close and they just stood there with their shields like you know they were being pushed back by these water cannons and it was probably the most horrendous yet inspiring image i've ever seen in my life because this is not just something about young people this is something that unified the colombian people in terms of we have been experiencing oppression for a very long time and something needs to be done about it and i think the west have a responsibility to recognize this once and for all and i think people in general who are choosing not to look at it, who are choosing to glorify shows like Narcos, which actually brought the country so much pain, I think they are doing us an injustice. I don't think you can pick and choose human rights. Mm -hmm. You know, in this example, I don't think you can go all out supporting Palestine, but you c can't mention Colombia at all. 